1: Hello and welcome to the PHNX d podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montilla, occasionally known as Drunk Angel Hernandez. And of course, I am joined once again by... There There were a lot of guys coming for your seat, I'm just going to be honest. But <laughs> once again, not the interim vice mayor, the actual vice mayor of PHNX, the one and only Thunderstick, Jesse Friedman. Yeah, I appreciate you throwing the, throwing the phrase
0: uh, interim... Uh, vice mayor out there yesterday i tried Espo. i tried it, was, I, uh, it.
1: I defended yeah. it i kept i was you know it's not easy i'm not gonna say i could defend it for long so i'm glad you're back because you know <laughs> it's the holiday season people were trying to make a move they know that i've been drinking a lot of coquito and i mean they're not wrong so uh but jesse <laughs> Of course, this show is brought to you by the fine folks over at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use our code of PHNX. And for betting just $5 on any NBA team to win, a.k.a. the Phoenix Suns, you will win $150 in free bets if they are victorious. And just a reminder that Espo has made like $3,000 on betting on Jay Crowder to score the first field goal in, in basketball games. The, so, the Crowder Cash Club, right? It's the you know, Crowder they call it Cash it right Club. There. It is an official <laughs> thing that exists. And yes, that is exactly what they call it, Jesse. Hop on, join that, you know, that, that, that club. And then when your heart <laughs> gets broken, like I did, when I jump on it, you can yell at Espo for it. But, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're going to talk about losing some money today. That's for sure. Because uh, Associated Press put out some information, Jesse, about, payrolls in 2021 and that is that payrolls were apparently down uh, 4.6% total from their record high of just under 4 and a quarter billion dollars in 2017 that is the high water mark 2017 the first year of the now expired CBA according to information that was sent to clubs by the commissioner's office and obtained by the associated press on Monday so the amount spent this year by baseball was 4.05 billion dollars which is the lowest amount spent in a fully completed season since 2015 are you surprised by that in any way
0: it's really interesting i don't know if i would have i don't think i would have guessed that um obviously there's some residual effects from the pandemic which i know you mentioned before we hopped on the air i think that's probably probably the biggest explanation that's what um, i feel like is out right? of out of everything but but it's still interesting because it's not I mean this was a normal season right it's not like we played way fewer games or anything there isn't um Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, I mean there isn't really any inherent reason why you would expect something you know the payrolls to be to be down given that we played a pretty normal season
1: this past year it's just not a normal time times aren't normal right you know it's uh it, it, it's the best of times it's the worst of times it's definitely the worst of times recently right so right right 2021 I think clubs entered with financial uncertainty about this pandemic right we came out of a year where we couldn't have fans at all in the stands entering into a situation where some most stadiums were limited in capacity before getting back to full capacity this season that's you know it There's teams like, again, the Dodgers, the Giants, they just, they know what's going to happen. And they kind of know that that money is still going to come in. The Arizona Diamondbacks aren't that team. They're not established like that. They don't have that kind of fan base. And to be honest, they they don't really know what's going to happen at times here with this particular team you know, uh, with with pandemic rules and such, if capacity is going to be limited in a different way or whatever, you know, like it, it, California actually has some of the stricter policies in, in the country, and they still were able to operate, you know, and the craziest thing about, you know, their stadiums were once they went back to full capacity, they were at full capacity, right? The yeah. Diamondbacks, they opened up to full capacity and they hit about 10,000, 6,000 eight thousand a night you know it it, it, it's just not the same thing i understand certain certain teams being uh cautious about their spending they they kind of have to maneuver financially through this period and worry about the team as a business first before worrying about the team being good on the field i think that's where the diamondbacks are at right now
0: it's interesting looking at, at an article that talks about this. It says that spending on big league players has not been this low, as low as it is right now since a $3.9 billion total back in 2015. So this actually is, I mean, this is a a pretty low mark compared to recent years in, in MLB history. And I mean, 4.6%, I mean, that's um, that's how... how you know, how, how much payrolls are down since the highest that they've ever been. So that's not necessarily a, a huge number. Um, but it's still I mean, it's still very telling. And, and to your point, I think COVID has a big impact on all of this just in that. Yeah, th- these are uncertain times. And and there are a lot of teams out there that are not spending the way that they normally should. What confuses me, if anything, is just that it w- it feels like there weren't a lot of players that normally would have signed that didn't. So it's it's there there's kind of like this question of you know where like where where is that money where is that money that wasn't spent if there aren't a bunch of guys that would have signed that are just that have just been kind of sitting on
1: the sidelines. Well they so, just didn't spend it. Look at the Diamondbacks, right? They ended their year payroll I think around like 84 million or something like that, right? Right.
0: It's... But but other teams did, I I guess, right? I mean like there I don't feel like there's this this you know surplus of major league ready players that just couldn't find a major league contract because teams like the Diamondbacks weren't signing them. So I I don't know. It's just it's just kind of a weird question in my head.
1: It is. And I think, again, it's unprecedented times, right? So players and agents are used to kind of playing the game a certain way, sticking to their guns and getting what they want. And even if they have to negotiate, not negotiating down past a certain point, even if they have a number of what they want from a from a team, obviously, they know just like when you go to buy a car, you you have your real number and the number you're trying to hit. But you're like, all right, well, I'm gonna try to get this, but at the very least, I'll 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 pay this, right? Right. And players have that with their agents as well. Unfortunately, teams weren't budging financially. You know, it's like yeah, uh, the old there's there's show Thirty Rock on NBC, and the uh, uh, it's kind of about running a television network like running NBC, right? It's a fictitious show about running NBC. And the the head of the network is played by Alec Baldwin, character named Jack Donaghy. And he uh, has an episode where he talks about how much he loves negotiating. And he just can't wait to get in and do negotiations with someone. And when the negotiations kick off with an actor on a show and their agent, he literally starts by putting $1 down on the table. (laughs) And as ridiculous as that sounds, I've actually adopted this policy. At times, people want to know where you're at, so I jokingly offer a dollar. I do it almost every time now. And Wait,
0: in and what in are we talking about buying a used car, or like, I am what, talking what are about you, what are you offering a case, dollar for? It
1: it doesn't matter what it is. If I ever get asked the question of what, because that's that's how I feel like people kind of gain an upper hand or start to learn more, and I always jokingly start with a dollar whether it's a used car, it doesn't matter. If you ask okay. me that question, you're getting that back as an answer. That's what you're getting. You're getting a dollar. I might even pull the physical dollar out of my pocket just to make a point and wow. put it on the table. Okay. But it's, that's kind of what I feel like teams were doing in a way, right? They're putting a dollar down and they are be like, are you joking? And the team's are like, nope, that's what we're offering you. You know, it's like, they're not offering much and they're sticking to that. And if players don't right. want to drastically reduce what they're asking for, they're just not going to play. And it's weird because talented players didn't play uh, during the pandemic. And I think a lot of that is that kind of hardball negotiation tactics where teams are like, we don't have, we're just not spending the money. And they're like, yeah, but you will. Right. And they're like, no, we won't. You know, like there's not going to be a breaking point where there has been in the past. Some team that needs a player of this caliber is eventually going to pay what he wants no that's not happening and i think because of that a lot of guys are sitting out plus again a lot of teams are turning like the diamondbacks to their farm system and trying to just do what they can to patch holes because they're not really trying to win you know Mm -hmm. I, i i hate to say that people thought it before the season i mean it wasn't like, they thought it was going to be as bad as it was. I don't think anybody thought it was going to be historically bad, but so many people put the Arizona Diamondbacks in a category of non-contender before opening day was played, right? And I, you know, at least the Coyotes had the, the honesty and the forthrightness to say, we're going to lose this season. The Diamondbacks didn't have that. But did the Coyotes just straight up say that? They just straight up said that they're that's that's what I am told by our folks over at the Coyotes podcast is that they made it well known (laughs) that they were going to try to tank. Before a game was even played,
0: really? Right? That just feels like such a PR nightmare.
1: Not like, only a just PR come out and say that, but look what they have going on with the arena. They almost got evicted midway through the That's season. That's fair. They Everything have bigger going PR going nightmares on with the Coyotes to is a PR deal nightmare with.
0: right now. Right. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I'm I'm looking at you know free agents that were signed last year, and, and part of me wonders if maybe you know maybe that that extra you know, 4% or whatever it is that that wasn't spent this year. Maybe that money, it wasn't spent because some of these guys didn't get paid. Like they would have coming off a very bizarre pandemic. Very, very true.
1: Yeah. I completely agree with that. Yeah. You know, and
0: I, I don't know, like I'm trying to look through names and, and see like, Oh, like this guy clearly should have gotten more than what he got. I'm not sure if there are any names that really stand out like that. Um, but so, no, I, I
1: guess my thing is I'm more surprised that people are surprised by this, right? The yeah, the, the pandemic and the 2020 season has a ripple effect. You know, like it's not right. just going to impact the 2020 season. It's going to impact the seasons beyond. And I think that's what we ended up seeing in 2021. I wouldn't be surprised to see it again next season. But we also have the Texas Rangers spending nearly over half a billion or ha- half, a, ha- almost, oh, half, a, half a billion dollars, half $1 billion uh, on free agency already. So I don't know. Maybe we see this n- number go through the roof after this season. I will say that a lot of the bigger contracts are like super long-term. So that's also keeping costs on seasons low because got- teams are kind of getting a deal on guys, but they're also paying them this larger amount for an extended period of time instead of paying them, this huge amount over three seasons, right? We're one, seeing...
0: Yeah, yeah. One one thing I want to bring in real quick is just that um, average attendance in 2021 dipped by 33%. Whoa. So in in some ways, it's actually remarkable that we're only 4.6% away from the highest that payrolls have ever been when attendance wow. is down 30, by
1: way, way more than That's that. That's crazy. And see, the thing is, is that I am jealous in our division because I don't think that that's from our division. When we watch these games away games or just games that we're not in that are like Dodgers giants games, or even the Colorado Rockies, their stadiums are packed and I'm so jealous of that yet. We have, as we talked about with Patrick from the DNVR podcast, we still have this weird thing on their end where like the diehard fans are mad about people packing the stadium because they think it sends the wrong message to ownership i i don't know i don't know where to live on this planet of (laughs) different thought processes all i know is i like as as annoying as it can be to have to navigate a packed chase field i would much rather it was that more of the time than what it is with some of the games that i attend where it's you know you you they they'll announce the attendance as nine thousand, and I sit there, and my instant reaction is bullshit. You know, <laughs> I'm like there is not nine thousand people there. Let me go downstairs. I'm gonna go fucking high five every single person and <laughs> count them, and I'll let you know how many there are. But I can guarantee you, it's not nine thousand. But um, anyway, uh, enough about losing money. Let's talk about winning some money. Go over to the DraftKings sportsbook app right now. Like I said, use our code of PHNX, and remember that the DraftKings Sportsbook app is the official sports betting partner of the NFL, and it has a gift that'll certainly put you in the holiday spirit. Jesse, I am, I am the mayor of Christmastown, and I don't, just like I am the mayor of PHNX, I don't just say that. It's not just a nickname. I mean it because I bring the jolly, God damn it, I bring the joy. I am the joy bringer. When it comes to this time of the year, and I'm bringing you guys $150 in free bets for betting just $5 on any NBA team, uh, as long as they're victorious. And you know what? I'm going to tell you, maybe maybe cherry pick a Suns game. If they have a tough matchup like the Warriors or something, maybe not. But come on, we know, we know what teams they're going to beat. So go bet on the Suns right now. And remember that all DraftKings Sportsbook customers can get in the Christmas spirit with a free holiday bet surprise. Everyone will get a free bet up to $50 instantly as DraftKings gives up to $10 million away in free prizes. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Remember, our code is PHNX for that bet to get that offer uh, of $150 in free bets. Uh, And then, like I said, Take those bets, turn them around, same game parlay. Maybe put them on the on on the on the Crowder Cash Club. I there have a go. hard time saying that, very much so, but Crowder Cash Club. I'm going to try to say it five times fast, but uh, remember PHNX is that code. 21 and over only, Arizona only, gambling problem. 800 next step. New customers only eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And Jesse. Oh, I've been waiting for this. It's story time, Jesse. It's
0: story time. I know yes. absolutely nothing about what Derek is about to tell us. Just I so know. our audience knows. I I'm know. am just as much in the dark as you are. I have <laughs> been
1: waiting so long to tell you this story, Jesse. I can't wait. And i waited. I, went, I was going to tell Espo it. And I'm like, no, Espo's not right. Espo's not the real vice mayor. Jesse's the real vice mayor. <laughs> so I waited this long to tell you. Because, Jesse, today I'm going to tell you the story about the time I planted a tree. With Randy Johnson. Wow. It was a beautiful day, Jesse. I went out to the park to cover a tree planting ceremony by the Arizona Diamondbacks. And the air was crisp. It was cold. It was a cold December morning. And there, when I arrived to cover this event, was Randy Johnson, standing proudly like a tall tree himself. (laughs) He was dressed in a very blue-collar plaid work jacket, gloves, jeans, and every man, Jesse, and every man. And as a member of the media, my job was to come in there and take pictures and video of the Arizona Diamondbacks Uh, family, the the members of this organization, along with their very tall leader, Randy Johnson, planting trees. Uh, But after a while, I uh, decided that I I didn't feel right just taking pictures and video. I felt like I was being lazy. I felt, in fact, like I wasn't doing my part. All these people are working hard. I had enough video. I had a video of him looking uh, like uh, Sasquatch kind of walking and then looking over at me, kind of like, I don't like this guy taking video of me kind of deal, right? I had enough. I had everything I needed. So that's when I put on a pair of work gloves, picked up a shovel, and I joined in. Just plant some trees, Jesse. Just give them back. <laughs> wow. The promotion was uh, for them to plant a, a tree for every broken bat from this past season. And, uh, that's what they were doing. They were planting a tree and, uh, it was a weird moment, uh, to be honest, because I legitimately wasn't trying to plan my way around planting a tree with Randy Johnson. I was actually actively avoiding him at times, to be honest, because it was, it was a a little embarrassing and they fully told me I could talk to him. Uh, Casey gave me the okay to come out to the event. He, he gave me the, uh the approved list of topics that I could not and could talk to him about. Uh, No CBA talk. uh, No, no talk about next season. Basically I can't talk to him about baseball at all. Right. But there's lots of other things I could talk to him about. It just felt weird. It felt weird to interrupt people working hard to do something to give back to the community to start asking Randy Johnson questions. So I think that's why I started actively avoiding him was because I didn't want to get uh, into that position of, of mm-hmm. asking a weird question or whatever. But people were super cool, right? So I started meeting people from the d organization that I've never met before, uh, you know, like from their charity side and from just, it was like, a, it was a mix of a bunch of different employees. So it was super cool. And uh, I, I, after a while, it just kind of got fun to tell people what you and I do. Right. And like hope like, hey, maybe maybe, uh, you know, if we can spread this internally in the organization, maybe they'll be a little bit more excited about what we do over here. You know what I mean? Um, And then. And then it happened, Jesse. And then it happened. What happened? Randy Johnson and I, we ended up at the same tree. (laughs) It was unavoidable at this point. I had started filling in the hole and he approached again like a tall oak wood that had legs and could walk (laughs) one of the trees from Harry Potter. And as he came up to me, I didn't know what to say. So I said nothing and I nodded and he nodded and we clanked shovels only so briefly and we quietly (laughs) filled the hole Of this tree that we gave life to together, Randy Johnson and I, we, uh, we, 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 we named it, we named it Gonzo. And that was this, (laughs) and this tree will go on to live forever because of the efforts of Randy Johnson and I together as a team working to fill this hole and bury this tree. And Jesse, uh, this is how I'm going to tell this story to my grandchildren when I (laughs) eventually have them and can tell them about the day that I planted a tree with Randy Johnson. Music and moved. all, huh? Music. Well, and yeah, all. the music is important, <laughs> Jesse. I can't not do it without the music. <laughs> I mean, by then, I'm sure there's going to be advanced technology by the time I have children, grandchildren, but you know, I, I can play it on my phone. I, this isn't, I own this track. It's, it's royalty free, believe it or not, but it's mine now. And, uh, yeah, it was a beautiful moment. Uh, to be honest, it was, it was a little weird because then they started doing like a photo shoot with him. And then I saw the photo shoot later and it looked really cool on social <laughs> media, but it didn't look cool when they were doing it. And again, uh, it also was weird that they like needed to take him away from the tree planting to have pictures of him with a baseball. But uh, I think the thing for me is like, I've been around these guys a lot. Gonzo let me cut in line from in front of him you know I told that story yeah, I needed the music yeah. when I told that story that's what yeah, I needed
0: but right right um
1: it's weird how it still gets me you know like few things get me now I have a hard time being a fan of sports as much anymore because I've this this will be my 11th season whenever this season starts of covering the Arizona Diamondbacks. So like, I don't know. I just, I have a, I like, I, I get excited. I love spring training. I love pitchers and catchers reporting. Like every time I'm always amazed by how much I'm excited to get back on to covering the season and get back on the horse. Right. But Mm. uh, yeah, like because you can't really be a fanboy as a journalist, it kind of dies inside of you. It's kind of like weird how, not not cheering in the press box at baseball games has made me be able to watch other sporting events and act like a normal human being and not scream and cheer and throw things like i used to do right i can Mm. control myself now i can act (laughs) like an adult it's wild uh but uh i will say that you know still being around someone like randy johnson it's just it's magical you know what i yeah, mean like yeah the guy still has this weird aura about him but now he has like this he, he has this peaceful like way about him he's like thanos after the snap where he can look upon the universe and see the work he did right like he feels like he's like smiling and he just seems very happy and content yeah. and that's that's not the competitor that we knew so it's kind of again it's it's kind of magical to be in his presence it's like being in the presence of santa claus to be honest it's (laughs) doesn't seem real he doesn't seem like a real person you know uh i I wanted to ask if he ever donated any money to like bird sanctuaries or anything for the time he creased that bird you know but i couldn't couldn't get the words out (laughs) wait so did this did this happen this month or is this from uh, a previous december no, this happened last Friday, Jesse. This happened, happened last, last Friday. Friday. Yeah. Wow. Again, as part of the Arizona Diamondbacks, like, break a bl- break a bat, plant a tree promotion. So it was right. like they had a designated number of trees to plant. The process went very smoothly. We had great uh, mentors from the city of Phoenix teach us how to fill the holes. And to be honest, if you didn't do it fast enough, a backhoe just came up behind you and was like, all right, move. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> How many trees were there? Uh over 80. Okay. Yeah, that sounds about right. Number, so it's it's the number 80. of broken bats over
0: an entire season.
1: I that's that's my that's my understanding. Yeah.
0: Okay. That I mean that feels maybe a little low, right? Like Yes. Were there yes. only 80 broken bats the entire season from the Diamondbacks?
1: I don't think I Honestly, I don't think there was more space at this park. I just okay. Maybe that was the limiting. Yeah, I think it was the limit of how many we could actually plant. Because we did, we did kind of a whole circumference as far as planting trees in this area, and it it seemed to be all that would really fit. Like we we filled it up nicely, but uh, again, it was kind of it was kind of nice. I honestly, I I I always enjoy doing this stuff, man. Honestly, around this time of the year, with my previous employer. We used to always get out and get a chance to kind of do do nice things for the community uh, some things were good some things kind of left you a little disappointed in our systems and and some of our charities and such at times but uh, it never it, it always feels good giving back uh, and I even had to remind myself that because I had a friend as I told you about unfortunately that got evicted from her apartment during this time of the year with two kids yeah and, horrible. It sucks. It really does. And luckily she does have a place to go and all of that was, was, you know, put together, but it it just, it seems like the most Grinch move to, to like, and I know man, like businesses, like an apartment complex or whatever, they can't put their whole thing on hold just because it's the holiday season, but can't you? (laughs) <laughs> can't you can't you just wait until the first like week of January to maybe a victim instead of doing it a week before Christmas? It just it seems in bad taste. Uh but I'm I'm happy to help anybody that needs it during this time of the year because it it's what it's all about. I I really love uh the the you know giving nature and you know people being a little bit nicer. Unfortunately, with all the stress, it's not always that way. So I implore everybody out there listening to uh, you know, just enjoy this week, man. Enjoy this time and try to remember what it's all about. Uh, and what if people were this
0: nice all the time, Derek? Wouldn't that it, be wild?
1: <laughs> you know, it really is one of those things. I was telling you before we got on the podcast, I'm unfortunately heavily affected by the mood of others. And I wish I wasn't because at times, especially when I was younger, I was kind of this goofy source of happiness at all times. And the world has drugged me down and kicked me in the face one time too many for me to still be able to shine as brightly as I did with happiness at one point. But I still try to try to beam it up for this time of the year. And honestly, having a kid is a wonderful source of that joy. Uh, sure. I mean, her, like her serious, like she's 10 years old. I I'm starting to think she's too old to be as committed to this elf on the shelf bit as she is. But Holy shit, man uh i'm i'm really impressed with uh, her her at least if she does know that this is all fake her commitment to the bit let me tell you but anyway <laughs> that's that's either here nor there i want to remind you guys all to go sign up this holiday season at gophnx.com to become a member of our family uh that way you can get in on our gift giving of giving you a free t-shirt from the phnxlocker.com for signing up to become an annual member or you want to sign up for the month-to-month option we will give you your first month for just 50 cents uh that you can't get a stocking stuffer for 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 that amount so go get the gophnx.com membership uh write read all of our wonderful writing i'm actually going to break down uh our little discussion on the 2001 arizona diamondbacks world series movie and give you a little bit more in-depth reason why i selected the actors that I did. I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, it's going to be a silly piece, but of course uh, that's what I'm all about. Also, if you want more serious stuff, I covered the top five draft picks in the MLB top 100 draft prospects list. Hopefully one of those guys will be a future Arizona Diamondback as long as nothing really crazy goes down with the new CBA that impacts the D-backs D- draft position. But uh, join us on the members only discord. We'll chat about all of this uh, as well as Look out for those members only discounts over at the phnxlocker.com. Um, and speaking of the D Backs, the Mets have completed their transformation into the D Backs from a different multiverse by hiring Buck Shool <laughs> as their new manager, Jesse. Just poetic. <laughs> it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Uh, but can you can you explain it to me? Is this a is this kind of a, at least as far as looking at it? bringing in the experience that I felt like the D-backs did with Bannister and, and uh, Strom.
0: Yeah. I mean, Buck Showalter has a resume. I mean, you want to talk about a guy who is well-respected around the league and especially, I mean, his time here in Arizona. I think people, uh, people really enjoyed Buck as a manager back in the day. Uh, He's managed over 3000 games in his, in his major league career. So he is not without experience. And the, the New York Mets are a team that, that would benefit from some stability in, in many respects and, uh, and yeah, hopefully for them, the hiring of Buck Showalter is a move in the right direction. I know he said some, some interesting, colorful things in this press <laughs> conference, which, which I'm excited to get into, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, this is, I, I think of this as a, as a pretty good move. I think Buck Showalter is, is one of the best and um, I'm excited to see how, the Diamondbacks from a different multiverse are are able to fare <laughs> under under his leadership.
1: Hey, remember, it's not just D-backs. it's literally our free agency team from this off season. It's starting the one team: Eduardo Escobar, Mark Canha, and,
0: and Mark Canha, <laughs> who we wanted here. Max Scherzer, Max Scherzer's there, and then Taiwan Walker's still there. Yeah, a lot of there's a lot of diamond, lot of a lot of former Diamondbacks here.
1: there. <laughs> here was the comment one could say was boldly confident or one could say the fucking balls on this guy. But Buck Showalter said this, the job description here isn't to be competitive or try to win more games than you lose. It's to be the last team standing and not just once. Mm. I mean, (laughs) all right, I'm going to say this. I like it. Right. Like, yeah, I never think a team should. And that's the part that sucks about a team like the D-backs, right? Someone like Tori lavolo can't come out and say some bullshit like this. There's no way. But also the way the Mets acquired free agents and, and the way they changed their team with Max Scherzer coming on as their ace is such a different feeling. Right. I mean, it's right up there with kind of what the Padres did last offseason. Right. Where they got all of these high powered weapons and changed the complete dynamic of their team. Right. Mm. But I will say that I, I I guess you kind of need to be this way coming in as a new manager versus, you know, a manager of an existing team needing to be a little bit more realistic with tempered expectations. Buck Showalter came onto this team and in his opening press conference said he expects not to just to win one championship, but to win multiple championships. And like I can't deny that that's a strong possibility with the roster that they're putting together, especially if they consider continue to add pieces to it. But yeah, it's uh it's bold boldly confident. I'll go with that as far as my two earlier comparisons go.
0: Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom is a pretty compelling one two punch for a rotation. So. imagine
1: facing that in the playoffs, especially yeah. when you're going to have to see it four I times. Mean,
0: that's, that's Randy Johnson, Kurt Schilling level stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, I that's insanity. absolutely right. So, and, and it's
1: even different because Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling were kind of at their peak at that time. And I would say Max Scherzer is maybe, just on the other side of his peak, but still there. Not
0: by much. Not by much. And I don't
1: know if Jacob deGrom's reached his peak yet. So, like, that's the crazier thing about that duo is that's such an incredible one-two punch. But they also added really good players that we are really familiar with to their roster that we know are going to be good. Escobar is going to be so good there. Starling Marte is going to do so well. And not not to mention, they already have a relationship. So being there together, I'm sure, is just going to bond them even further and make both of them more comfortable on a new team. Plus you have Taiwan Walker, his connection with Escobar knowing him from the D backs. There's a lot of pieces there that are going to click into place. And I think this team is going to be really, really good. Uh, I'm not, that's what I'm saying. I don't think Buck Showalter is that insane uh, to be saying these things about the expectations for this team. I just find it interesting coming from him. Uh, yeah. Considering his track record again, not, not to knock it, but just, you know, <laughs> he's not exactly uh, someone with a whole bunch of World Series titles under his belt. No,
0: no, he—I mean, he is slightly over 500 in his career as a manager, but, um, but yeah, I mean, winning championships is is a whole
1: other a whole other deal altogether. The only thing I question about this is it kind of reminds me of the Larusa hire with the Chicago White Sox. I don't hate it as much, but I really hated that hire. I hated yeah. that hire. Oh, well, I he, think a lot of people hate the the Tony La Russa no, hire well, and that's Chicago. good. I, and I know people do, especially now afterwards, right? Yeah. But the he minute it happened, odd things, <laughs> my reaction to it, the day it happened was screaming and yelling and laughing yeah. about it because I am very familiar with Tony La Russa. I kind of know some of the criticisms against him while he was here. I know how old and disconnected he kind of is with the game. It's not to say he doesn't have a lot to offer. It's just to say that this guy really doesn't have that same, managerial you know way about him anymore right he's not exactly a great leader and we saw him honestly as press at times kind of at his worst so like he's a guy that i personally know it, just what just didn't seem like a great fit for a young team of exciting ball players like that i i get though it's kind of again why on the on the flip side of it I'm so excited about the guys that the D-backs brought in, right? It's the experience and I think that's what the Mets are looking for, that's what the White Sox were looking right, for. Right. Right. It's it's hard to get somebody with a winning pedigree and experience uh, because teams kind of tend to hold on to those guys as as much as they possibly can.
0: Buckshow Walter, I mean I think I think the last big memory that people probably have of him as a manager is his famous moment in 2016 in the AL wildcard game against the Toronto blue Jays. You remember, remember that game, Derek with Buck Showalter mismanaging his bullpen and oh, not yeah. going to, I believe it was Zach Britton that he should have brought in according to basically everyone Everybody. in the universe. <laughs> and, and he didn't and, and they lost that game. And I mean, you look through his results as a manager and, that's in some ways been the story i mean he's been to the playoffs a total of five times as a manager and he's never he's never made it to the world series and he's only made it to the championship series once and that came with the orioles back in 2014 so uh yeah in terms of playoff success he hasn't exactly uh he hasn't exactly had much and it's also kind of interesting that the diamondbacks let him go after the 2000 season and turn to Bob Brenly, And that's when they suddenly were able to, to, you know, obviously make their world series run. So, but he's well-respected. I think it, I view this differently than the Tony La Russa deal where I think that it. drew widespread criticism for a pretty good reason. Uh, although the white Sox were good this last year. I mean, it's hard to uh, point the finger at, at Tony La Russa too, too much, but he said some questionable things along the way. And that's uh that's another story, but, Interesting move for, for the Mets, and who knows? I mean, maybe maybe Buck Showalter is, is able to help them get things back. Maybe on he's the guy. Right? Maybe he's the guy, and and the <laughs> biggest thing for me, Derek, is they need to get Francisco Lindor to be the guy that they paid him an absurd amount of money to be. No kidding. No um, kidding. That's going to be huge for them, and I, I mean, I don't know what role Buck Showalter plays in that personally, but that is priority number
1: one for the Mets going into this next season. Well, you could say Buck Showalter has never won the big one. Or you could say. (laughs) He's hungry, Jesse. He's hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. He's motivated. And he's ready to get the job done. All right. That's all I got. You guys, thank you so much for checking out the show. Of course, don't, don't, don't not go to go phnx.com and sign up to become a member do do that uh, become a member get yourself that as a gift this holiday season sign up to become an annual member and get that free t-shirt also over at the DraftKings Sportsbook sports book app uh, remember our code is phnx of course you can follow us on twitter i'm at cap underscore caveman with a k jesse is at jesse and friedman our show is at phnx underscore d but of course all roads lead to at phnx underscore sports that is on instagram twitter and facebook uh if you're listening right now in your favorite audio podcasting app drop us a five-star review and subscribe remember jesse's a five-star man I don't want you to this ridiculous that. music is going to come back. Over and over again. Uh, also go over to YouTube and sign up there. Uh, subscribe for notifications. Don't miss out on any of the content we have coming out of GoPHNX. PHNX. Uh, I'd say go PHNX. That's not our name. Our name is PHNX. That's what we are. That's just the website we were able to get. It's gophnx.com. PHNX.com. Uh, but of course we don't want you to miss out on this content. We hope you enjoy everything you hear out of us and we will be back tomorrow. For our final show before Christmas, Uh, we thank you guys so much for checking out the show. On behalf of Jesse and myself, we appreciate it so much. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you plant trees with Randy Johnson.